Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, welcome back. So happy to see you again. Today I want to talk about an ability that is often confused or overlaps quite a bit with executive presence. Uh, it's also a topic that I love to talk about. In fact, it's, it's one of the first um, leadership ability uh, concepts that I thought about and started training people on even before executive presence. Um, so it's great. it'll be great to talk about the nuances and how they're the same and how they're different because they definitely have different aspects, although it's easy to see how people might think that they're one and the same. So the concept I want to talk about today alongside executive presence is charisma, right? What do you think charisma is, right? If you asked 10 people their definition of charisma, how many different definitions do you think you'd get back? And more importantly, if you ask those same 10 people how you generate charisma, do you think you'd hear back anything that you could implement right away and start to get more charisma, right? My guess would be you'd be very lucky if either of those happened. If you had everyone say the same thing or if you got back this definition where all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to start doing that. And then all of a sudden I'm going to be so charismatic. Everyone's going to, you know, I'm going to be the center of attention. And everyone's going to want to spend time with me, right? Unlikely. So charisma is different than, exec than executive presence in that they both have to do with people feeling a certain way about you, right? And being able to generate that. However, the nuance is that charisma is more about a more generalized emotional state and having people feel like they're getting that kind of fulfilled or really acknowledged or recognized around you, which is very appealing. Whereas executive presence, which we've talked about, is more about feeling that you are the right person to lead in a given situation. So if you remember, the definitions will help. If you remember, the definition of executive presence is executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation, right? So they're feeling a certain way, but it's explicitly tied to you and your leadership ability for a very specific situation. Now, the definition of charisma is the ability to sense and deliver exactly what is needed from an emotional perspective in a given moment, right? So let me say that again. Charisma is the ability to sense and deliver exactly what is needed from an emotional perspective in a given moment. That's all charisma is. Right? Think about a time that you just felt so charismatically drawn to the person. And you may think it's because of the way they talk or the way they were dressed or kind of just the way they moved around the room. But at the root of it, that is just on the surface. Right Underneath it, it's because whatever they were doing on the surface really resonated with you and kind of gave you that thing that you really needed at the time. And that is what generates charisma. 
So the example I like to use is, let's say you and I go to a party and you know no one's really talking, no one's having fun, and you look around and what might you say to me, right? You'd say, Joe, this party is dead, right? This is lame, no one's having fun, let's get out of here. Well, congratulations, you've done half of being charismatic. You've sensed what's needed, right? You've sensed that there's something wrong. Well, what's needed? What's needed is some life in this party, right? Some joy, some connection, some entertainment. The other half, which you could or could not deliver, depending on whether you wanted to, is the ability to deliver that fun, to deliver that impact. So let's say you were the person who brought better music or brought sparkling conversation or, I don't know, they ran out of alcohol and you brought some alcohol and all of a sudden everyone started having fun again. That's what generates the charisma. Not the alcohol, <laughs> but the fact that you fulfilled that emotional need, which was, hey, this party is not really fun. People need to relax. People need to, you know, have fun and let their hair down. And, and you were able to somehow make that happen. And the mechanism is less important. It's more the fact that you were able to do that, generating whatever tools or inclinations you have at your disposal. So it doesn't have to be one thing or another, right? So if you can sense and deliver exactly what's needed from that person at an emotional perspective, they will feel charismatically drawn to you. And that can help with executive presence, but it's not the same thing. Because just because someone is drawn to you does not mean they necessarily want to follow you uh, down a fire escape or um, out of a burning building or, um, you know, uh, in some really crowded roads driving, right? Because if they don't have confidence that, mm, that you, you're the person to follow because you know what you're doing, then it doesn't matter how much they like you. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to follow the expert that I don't like, but I know that they're going to get me there safely or help achieve uh, the task or the goal. So I hope that helps clarify uh, the benefits of charisma as well as you know, eliminate any confusion around the difference between having charisma and having executive presence. I think having, group, having both uh, is, is even better, but remember, uh, they're used in slightly, uh, or, or deliver slightly different impacts. If you have any thoughts on this, would love to hear from you. Please record and leave a voice message on Anchor FM with your thoughts or questions. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a great question. How can you be authentic and still ensure that you have a good fit with the organization you're in? A lot of people, understandably, are a little bit tired of hearing about authenticity and are a little bit dismayed. And it's not because authenticity isn't a very powerful concept and tool to have. It's because a lot of times in practice, it doesn't work out the way you think or hope it should, or the way that training has told you it should especially if you're authentic in a way that's very different than other people's authenticity in the organization, and certainly if it is different than management's version of authenticity. Then, your authenticity is not met with open arms, and you get this feeling, oh, I can only be as authentic as you'd like me to be, but if I truly want to be myself, then that's not going to work. So people understandably can get upset and say this authenticity thing, it's just a bunch of hoo-ha nonsense. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.